Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Well, hey, friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. This season, I've turned our attention toward discipling our children and raising them in biblically grounded households. And I'm sharing a few of the things I've done throughout my son's lives to point them to Christ just as often as I can. Now, many of you have heard of the Great Commission that Jesus in Matthew 28, 18 through 20 said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus told his disciples and now us to go and do something, to take the initiative to tell others about God and to help them grow in him. Now, in Luke 10, 2, he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. We learned here that we as believers are to be a part of what God is doing on earth. That is that the harvest is plentiful, meaning people who need to hear Christ and receive Christ are all around us. They're plentiful. And we are to pray to God for workers in the harvest. And we are to be willing to be these Christ-centered workers, these Christ-centered ambassadors, reaching out to the lost with the love and the forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, that people's eternal destinies can be changed because of Jesus. So can you guess where I'm headed today? Today, the discipleship tip for our kids is to teach your children the Great Commission and further demonstrate how you are currently a part of the Great Commission. So first, teach your children the Great Commission and then demonstrate how you are helping to fulfill the Great Commission. I'm going to tackle the teaching part first. So the verses that I just mentioned, I want you to read those to your kids. Perhaps. Put a verse on a small chalkboard you might have in your kitchen where they grab their snacks and they'll see it. Maybe you could, after you teach it to them, you write it on the mirror in their bathroom. So when they're brushing their teeth, they'll see it. Maybe once a week at a meal, whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner, talk about you know the verse of the week where you can take one verse, any verse, and explain to them what it means. Now, I use the ones that I just shared with you earlier when I've taught my children about the Great Commission. I want my children to understand that they're not just on this earth to be a part of the Joiner family or to figure out what sport they're great at or figure out what they're going to do in their future career. We have an ultimate other purpose, and that is to fall deeper in love with God and to share him with others. That's our purpose. The other things kind of, you know, fill in the gaps of our life, but we are truly here for an overarching purpose in life. And that is we have a piece to play in the great commission. 
Now with my sons, even as I was formally teaching them about the Great Commission or even verses from the Bible that talked about this, I was already demonstrating it for them. Now, this is the principle of caught then taught. Okay, say it with me. Caught then taught. This is the principle that anything we want to teach our children will best be handed down if we demonstrate what we want to see happen rather than merely teach what we want to see happen. See, you can teach something all day long, but if your kids catch you doing what you taught them, it sticks in their mind and in their heart much better and much deeper. So for my kids, they are seeing me engage in the Great Commission as they're growing up. So for example, I recall one day I was at the YMCA pool. I was with my children. We were swimming around and I was visiting with a woman who was new to Katie that I just met at the swimming pool. And as our children swam around us and bobbed up and down, we were simply chatting about, I don't know, any number of things. And at one point in front of my kids, I asked her if she was interested in finding a church to belong to since she was new in Katie. I said, if she would like, she's welcome to come with me, join my family at church. She said she would love to come. And that following Sunday, all dressed in our regular clothes, of course, we're at church and me and my sons walk her and her kids down each of the hallways, checking them all into a different Sunday school class that was age appropriate. It was a fabulous morning. Now, my children have literally seen this scenario take place hundreds of times. I mean, I personally find that simply just inviting people to church helps me find out where they're at spiritually, even if they say no. I'm not offended. It's just helpful information for me to maybe understand where they're at in their spiritual journey. Now, that day at the pool, I said to my sons, of course, later on, did you hear me ask her if she was new to Katie? Did you hear how I asked if she had found a church home? I said, boys, I asked her that because I don't know where she is at spiritually or if she even believes in God, but inviting her to church is a good way to start good way to begin to find out. Let your children hear you do this. Do this purposefully in front of your kids, whether it's at the park, it's at swim lessons, it's at the end of a play date, you're chaperoning a field trip. Take steps of faith in front of your kids to shine your light for Christ in any way possible. Let them hear you talk about Christ, about church, about Bible study, about your testimony. And inviting people to these activities is a great model and example to them. Now, my boys regularly invite their friends to church. I mean, they've heard me doing it countless times. So for them, it's kind of a natural way of life. I mean, it's just kind of what we do as joiners. It's kind of what we do as followers of Christ. They, they actually know no different. And we are blessed to go to a church that has lots of amazing events and opportunities to be able to invite friends to. Now, my son, Josh, loves to invite people to church all the time. I mean, one of my absolute favorite stories is when in the third grade, he invited his best friend to church. And so I texted the mom and she said, that's okay. Now, mind you, I had met the mom before, but I didn't remember it. But luckily she said, yes, that her son could go with my son to church. And the morning of, she texted me and I saw my phone light up and I thought, oh, 
Oh, I hope she doesn't cancel. I hope she doesn't cancel. I hope he still gets to go. And she said in the text message, I am so happy my son is joining you all for church, but really I'm the one that needs to go. Can me and my daughter join you as well? So she not only came, but she joined my church that day. She got plugged into a Bible study and I began to disciple her weekly. Now that night, as I said, Josh's prayers, I told him how proud of him I was. I said, son, this one invite touched the lives of three people, your friend, the mom, and the daughter. I said, Josh, this is what I mean when I say we're a part of the Great Commission. We're a part of God reaching out to others and bringing them to himself. We are to be about sharing God's love with people and at least bringing them to church, a place where they could hear and receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Well, this year, my son's now in junior high. Eighth grade year is another great story. He was sitting at lunch with his whole little lunch group. He invited all of them to this event at our church called Fall Riot. It's a big night of food and giveaways and speaker and praise and worship music. Well, Josh invited the entire lunch group. One child came that had never been to church before that we know of. And that night, I again told Josh how proud of him I was that he had invited others And we also together, each of us prayed for the salvation of his friend. Now, my other son, Jake, invited a friend to vacation Bible school with my church. And I picked up that child in my minivan. And as we walked in one of the mornings, I asked the child, I said, do you understand, you know, what you're hearing and what you're learning? And he said, not really. (laughs) Now, he was from a home that did not attend any type of religious service. And so when I asked him, um, a question he didn't really know what to say. When I asked him where he thought people went when they died, he said, well, I don't know. I guess they all just go to the dump. Can you imagine a child thinking that his life is no more than just headed to the dump when he dies? I mean, I was shocked. I was heartbroken that he thought that. But then at the same time, I was so glad that Jake had invited him to vacation Bible school. And that day he learned that each person can go to heaven when they die if they place their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. And what Christ did on the cross, when he shed his blood, it forgave us of our sins. And he actually, on his own, made the decision to place his faith in Christ. Just later that year, Jake invited him back to our church and he was baptized. Now, I told Jake how proud of him I was that he'd invited this friend and how now this child's life will be changed because Christ is in his life and that God had used Jake to help. Your kids are not too young to learn about the Great Commission. Start talking about it, demonstrating it, reinforcing it. Your children can actually lay up treasure in heaven right now. Now, my friends, how does this relate to women we may be discipling? Some of you are reaching out to women right now all around you. Well, we need to teach them the exact same thing. The Bible says the harvest is plentiful. That is that people need to come to Christ and be saved. And these type of people lost are all around us. The women I disciple hear me invite others to church. The women I disciple know I'm reaching out to others with the love of Christ on a consistent basis. And I'm urging them and I'm teaching them and I'm exhorting them to do the same thing in their lives and in their children's lives. 
I'm challenging them. Don't wait to be a part of the Great Commission. Do it now. Don't wait till you're not busy, till your kids are graduated, till this sport's over. Start now. Now, I feel so passionate about teaching our children about their part in helping to fulfill the Great Commission that my friends, I actually traded in one car for another for the very purpose of bringing kids to church. See, I had a wonderful Mitsubishi Outlander. It was an SUV, but it was a smaller bodied little car. And it was great. Uh, We had it paid off. It had given us no problems. And it really perfectly fit our little family of four. But there was just one problem with my Mitsubishi Outlander. It couldn't fit other people comfortably. The back seat was very narrow. And as my sons grew, you could only barely fit one person in between my two sons in the back seat. And there was no third row. Now, this broke my heart because my boys would want to invite their friends, but they had to like take turns. Okay, Josh, only you can invite somebody because I can't pick up more than one child. And Jake, you're just going to have to wait till next week. And then if the child didn't show up, well, then we're bringing nobody. It just wasn't working. So I talked with my husband about getting another car. I really thought that like a minivan with that third row would do the trick. (laughs) So he said, okay, so just so I understand, Lori, we already have a car that is paid off, gives us absolutely no issues and fits our family perfectly. But you want another car? I told him I needed a van. I needed to fit more kids in the car to bring them to church, to bring them to Awanas, to bring them to vacation Bible study, to bring them to youth group meetings. And you also got to understand one other piece of this puzzle. I had been brought to church by neighbors myself. And that is how I personally first heard the gospel message. And so, yes, I absolutely want to pay that forward. And my little Mitsubishi Outlander was not doing the trick. So we sold my Mitsubishi Outlander and we bought me a used Dodge Caravan. And let me tell you something, I couldn't be happier. Last week, my sons invited three kids to youth group and I picked them up and I drove us all. Your kids can see their friends saved right now. Your children can lay up treasure in heaven right now. Ask them, who do you want to bring to church this week? Now, listen, if they're not used to hearing you say that, they're going to be like, what? And you're going to say, you know what? We can always bring somebody. I mean, we've got a couple extra seats in the car. Is there a friend or two or three that you would like to invite to church? Is there somebody sitting by themselves at the lunch table you want to get to know and then invite them to church? How about how about a neighbor down the street? You need to make it known very clear that your car is open for business and you will pick kids up and you will bring them to a place, a loving place where they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and have their eternal destinies changed. Let it be known that you are up for bringing kids to church. Let your kids brainstorm, think, write it down. Who can we ask this week? All right, my friends. Well, I want to encourage you, teach your children some basic verses about the Great Commission. Reiterate to them all the time that there's a greater purpose on life than just figuring out your career one day, that God has already given them a purpose and they can start now. Do this yourself. Take some steps of faith, invite somebody, and you can say to your kids later, you know what? I was a little nervous texting them to see if they wanted to come to church. I wasn't sure, but you know what? I'm glad I did. Encourage your children to do this and take steps of faith in front of them. You 
will not regret it. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, would you well up faith within us? I mean, would it just be a bubbling over? Would you help us brainstorm in our own lives, men, women, children, others that we can invite to church? Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunities, open doors of opportunities, divine appointments to share our testimony, to share the gospel, to invite people to a place where they could also hear the gospel and respond. Father, will you help us teach our children, impress this upon them, that they are a part of a really big plan, that God has treasure in heaven waiting on them to lay up. They just need to have an open eyes, open heart, and steps of faith to walk into it. Lord, thank you that you didn't just leave us here on earth to just piddle around till we die one day, but we have a purpose every day, opportunities to lay up treasure in heaven. Father, thank you that we are your workers in the harvest field, and we want to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at loriejoinerministries.org.